Welcome to our weekly conversations on artificial intelligence with thought leaders in Africa. My name is Zenzele Njovu. I'm the head of research and market development at Machine Learning Africa. We attempt to provide insight into AI and other emerging technologies and their inevitable impact in transforming business and the broader society. Please check out our upcoming event, the AI Business Conference. You can register for free at um, aiconference.co.za. We are continuing again today with Johan uh, Stein, the chair of the Artificial Intelligence and Robotics uh, groups, uh, Group with the IITPSA. And um, we have a special guest, the amazing inspiration, inspirational um, Dr. Jacques Ludic. Um, I will ask uh, Johan to introduce um, Jacques. Johan? Fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm always amazed with how many amazing organizations are in our own country when it comes to this technology. You know, we often just hear the news from Silicon Valley and elsewhere, but Dr. Jacques is one of the prominent people in our local market doing great things. So Jacques is the founder and the CEO of Cortex Logic and the Cortex Group. He's the founder and the president of the Machine Intelligence Institute of Africa and also the founder of Sapien.network. Jacques, it's an honor for us. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Johan. Thank you very much, Zenzeli, uh, for that nice introduction. Um, looking forward to the discussion. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Jacques, in, in, in your book, uh, Democratizing Artificial Intelligence to Benefit uh, Everyone, you, yes. you talk about your massive uh, transformative purpose, which is to see business and society thrive in this yeah. much technology era, as you, as you term it, um, you know, and this is evidenced by, you know, your work with uh, Mia, um, yeah. you know, and um, the, the, the community that you have created around innovation and, and assisting organizations actually to, to thrive, you know, and um, maybe, you know, putting this together with, with the title of your book, um, you, you seem to believe that, um, you know, anyone can participate in this in this uh, technology. There, there are some misconceptions, um, you know, about AI implementation being costly. Um, you know, and um, maybe at a business level, um, how can um, small and medium-sized enterprises, you know, participate in this um, digital transformation or the smart technology era? Yeah, Zenzeli, thanks. That's a, that's a key question. And, uh, and if you look at the SMEs, they are very much a very important part of the economy. And it's also a, a, a way for people to express themselves economically as well, and also yeah. to find meaning. Um, and, and just to give the broader context around that, um, yes, my massive transformative purpose is how to shape a better future in the smart technology era. I talk about the smart technology era. Some people talk about the fourth industrial revolution. I believe it's not just an industrial type of play. We're clearly in a digital revolution as well. So there's multiple revolutions that play here and they play off one another. Um, and it's transformative. It's changing things. And, um, and 
that's why we need visionary leadership. Uh, we need proper execution. We need to assist people to participate and share the benefits of this transformative technology. This is exponential technology. We see these kind of changes around us. It feels unreal sometimes if you see some of the things happening in a short space of time. It's almost like Bill Gates was always saying that you almost kind of underestimate what you can do in 10 years, but you overestimate what you do in a year. But, but it's really that type of thing here. So we, we and the book is really talking to that. Um, and and you, you, you actually had a loaded question there because how do you tie democratizing artificial intelligence to benefit everyone, including the SMEs, the stakeholders, communities, individuals, um, with, um, with the smart technology, how can create this better future? And I think it's, it's what, what I've tried to do in the book was, was try to lay, to, obviously it's a syn synthesis and it's trying to make sense of what's happening across multiple industries where you find SMEs or small medium enterprise businesses within each of these industries. And I'm actually covering, uh, my fourth chapter is about AI-driven digital transformation of the business enterprise. And that is not just for a, for a single, for a big enterprise and a big company, that's relevant for every business. Because as you instrument, as you work with data, um, you can benefit, you can touch your customers with intelligent virtual assistants. You've got AI implemented there. You can mine the data, you can try and implement solutions that will help your business. But for me, it's not just about using the tools like that. It is also, what about the benefits? How can we monetize the data and your services? How can we break it down so that not only the tech giants and the big corporates are benefiting from that? So that's why I'm very much for, I'm arguing for a, a decentralized world um, where we can, because that's a better world to democratize on all levels. And you still need governments and so forth, but you can, you can have more decentralized communities that's looking after and city states and towns that is interconnected like the, like the internet, but it's just like all these nodes where you can start with individuals and families and communities and make the future more local and more human. So I think there's a huge opportunity um, to do that. And it touches on SME. So, um, and when I talk about even Sapiens, the, the human-centric, user-controlled, AI-driven super platform, it's almost uh, giving every entity, an individual, a community, a SME, a small little business, a bigger business, a town, a municipality, give them an AI agent that's trying to optimize um, the world for, for that entity, um, for the individual, starting with the individual, um, and then making sure that one can monetize the data and the services of all the entities as they are connected in the world. Um, and we should break down barriers to do that. So currently we make it very difficult with, with obviously all sorts of interaction with different countries or different regions and everybody's trying to be very protective but we need to realize we are one humanity, we're one um, global civilization. And we, we just, uh, it's almost like a body. If my knee my, and my ankle is really sore, I've, my body, I'm gonna feel it, it's not good. So I wanna make sure that we need to look after all parts of our body. And, and it starts with the individual elements. It starts with the, the building blocks. Um, so I think there's huge opportunities. The book is really, also about showing SMEs how they can, uh, can do the transformation, 
but then showing some use cases, practical use cases across industries. So and I've divided industries. You, you obviously get SMEs that sits in the consumer facing businesses, financial services, retail, uh, all those kind of businesses. And then there's more the industrial side uh, as well. It could be agriculture, it could be manufacturing, all of those type of things as well. And in there, I'm actually going through all the different use cases and, and showing what can be done. And even if people say, ah, oh, AI, it's not that important and transformative. What this book is showing, look at what's already happening in the last, say, 10 years. It is amazing what's happening and you can't uh, uh, avoid it almost. And then I also covered something that's very close to my heart is the, the whole education and healthcare and wellness. So obviously from a Cortex Logic side and Cortex Group side, we are very focused on AI-driven, personalized platform businesses uh, and, and things that we create. Um, and, and, and that's really also playing into help to shape a better future in the smart technology era. So you do that with AI-enabled personalized education, precision healthcare, wellness, all of that. Um, and I think it's very important for Africa. We need to think out of the box. Uh, we need to spend our money wisely of governments of, of Africa, the money that's coming in from international, from an international perspective. Are we opt, uh, optimally spending that money to, to educate and looking at education and healthcare and wellness? And right now we see even mental health, how many people are struggling. And I think with COVID-19, you see how people struggle. Um, so, so, so that is a very, very important area, and there's some really exciting healthcare initiatives um, happening. Um, just quickly, from a not only from a cortex, it's like separate to cortex. We're also looking at an AI Africa VC fund. Like we will make some announcements about that shortly, and then we will really zoom in and focus on on these kind of like healthcare, or agriculture, mm -hmm. education, and so forth. And then the other thing I wanted to say was I think government. Uh, has got a huge role to play, public sector, um, a leading role to play. So I, I do have a chapter that talks about AI's impact on society, governments, and the public sector. And, and I think, and obviously we can have some questions on that as well. I'm sure we're going to dive into those kind of things as well. Um, and the latter part of the book, it's obviously I'm talking about the future of AI, where people talk about super intelligence and artificial general intelligence. And I really painstakingly look at the AI debates, the progress, and the likely future parts of AI, um, and then started, all of that is foundation for why we talk about democratizing AI, because it's about beneficial outcomes for humanity. How can we create that beneficial outcomes? And, and I'm talking about that. But anyway, we can talk about that further. <laughs> so so I, I try and read a book a week, but I must say you messed up my planning because it's 520 <laughs> odd pages. But that you really like because it's written well, like that <laughs> but that is what i like is there's certain sections like you mentioned education and healthcare. so i've been jumping around the book a bit what i like about it is i mean it's very comprehensive well-researched footnotes yeah. if, if any person can read it you don't have to be a techie or, or yes. working in this field yeah. um and i also like the the philosophical almost future of humanity kind of lens because a lot of these books and talks are very techie platform specific yeah. but you know I often on these videos i speak about the fact i'm a father and i think about my seven-year-old's future and, and what is going to happen to him and his his um, friends so i think it's a, the, the book made me think a lot about the you know it's almost like i think when they discovered nuclear power and, and yeah. you know realizing they can destroy the world with this and, and we are 
there, but amplified. So it's a great book and I want to encourage people to read it. I think maybe having said all that, the, the question I have is, is what's maybe the main reason why yes. you decided to write a book like this? Yes. Um, and again, a fantastic question. Thanks for that. I really appreciate that. Uh, and I want to say, uh, just to comment very quickly on that, the, uh, the, the book is definitely written for the layman. There are here and there a little section that maybe need a little bit more knowledge, but it's just for completeness sake, because we do have those people in the audience um, that want to go into the nitty gritty, what is the state of the art in AI. But in general, the book is really, as you say, for layman, it's got a philosophical slant to it as well, because I, I don't think you can have um, AI just operating or in an isolated way. You've got to think about the big picture. What are we trying to achieve here? And that alludes to now to your question as well, uh, in terms of what is the main thing um, that, that I would love to get out of this. And it really ties in. That's why the massive transformative purpose is so, so important. My own massive transformative purpose of shaping a beautiful, what can I do as a, in my little corner of the world, just make a contribution um, so for our children's sake and children's children's sake and for society and humanity's sake, is there something that we can contribute? Because that also gives meaning to myself. I've got a chapter that deals with making, we're talking about a what is uh, actually, what does it mean to be human and living meaningful in the 21st century? And, and, and it's so interesting, even if you look at a guy like Lex Friedman uh, with all his interviews and I've, I've, I, I found it very informative and inspirational, a lot of the inputs from there. But it gives you kind of a thinking of how people think about that as well. But I think it's so important. Um, so to one, not only think about yourself, you think about the big picture. You think about South Africa, think about Africa. And you want to be sensible about your solutions. So, and for me, it's actually quite urgent if I think about it. Um, we can easily go on, and I'm talking about the problematic trajectory of our current civilization in smart technology era. There's people like Daniel Smuckenberger that's arguing that we are really heading for disaster, uh, catastrophic risks. And we know it's a dangerous world. We've actually entered a, a, a massively dangerous world because it could go very, very quickly, very wrong. Um, and it's not just external things it's things that we create so we as humanity are our biggest enemies but if we are if we are visionary and smart about the way we go about things and we also we should also try and build focus more on character on on, on substance not the superficial kind of things um, and i'm talking about the book about that so for me as you you would notice I'm introducing a, a massive transformative purpose for humanity. Now you can say, oh, what? You, that's bold and stuff. But I've looked at what others are doing and I've looked at United Nations, their 2030 vision. And if you look, read it carefully, you, you see it's, it's actually great. It's fantastic if we can get it right. And they do have the sustainable development goals, which is fantastic. But there's some, uh, and, and, they, and but what they find in practice, they struggle to implement those goals because it's difficult. It's not easy. So we've got to think out of the box with solutions. So what I'm trying to do in the book is to not only talk about AI and its transformative power, but talking about that, that future that we can create if we're visionary and, and, and we think carefully about everything, what we can do to actually make a difference uh, in this world. So I'm, I'm very excited about that. I'm going to have podcasts. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to, uh, just as my contribution, and I hope 
that we can get more people excited about that and not focus on the negatives because there are negatives and we need to think about how can we um, get away from that or at least uh, manage those those kind of risks because there are clear risks and I'm, I've tried to be objective as well because there's, there's real, you can't just paint a, a beautiful picture without being very practical and realistic about how things can go wrong. So we've got to say, how can we prevent that? Um, and so I've got specific chapters talking about beneficial human-centric future. So, yeah, so for me, it's about practical outcomes. And that's why I'm even suggesting sapiens. <laughs> this is just an idea and I hope it grows, even if you've got other people implementing it. And for me, it could be, that's almost like a contribution for the world. The book is just, uh, just a contribution so that people can say, Let's think carefully about beneficial outcomes for humanity because it's very important what we do over the next few years. We could mess it up tremendously for the next century if we don't do it right here. And if we don't show examples of how you use AI, even within platform businesses, we know that platform businesses is driving so much of the economy right now. The biggest companies in the world, Tesla, all these companies are or platform businesses, multi-sided platform businesses, and they are monetizing data and services for their benefit. How can we turn that around? So, uh, so that's the where we are. So it's quite urgent. I feel very passionately about this. It's, it makes it very real for me. Um, so yeah, very excited. <laughs> great question. <laughs> right, great. Thank you, Jacques, for, for, for that. You, you mentioned very importantly the uh, importance of um, visionary leadership and of course yes. you, you talk about working together you know as, as the public sector and the private sector and all the community and yes. you, you give also an analogy in your book that uh, this technology is like a, a, a runaway train or a car that <laughs> keeps on <laughs> accelerating you know and You've the only thing that you can do is to control the steering that's the introduction. You've read it. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And um, I'm just wondering if we we will be able to keep pace with this, um, you know, fast changing uh, technology. Um, you know, and um, I mean, every 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 day there's a, there's a new ways of doing things, there's a new technology. Um, are we are we going to be able to keep pace? That's why that's such a key question there, and 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 it is exactly like that. We we, we as humans we see time linear. We 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 feel like um, ah, is it really exponential? We sometimes we get the surprise and we see these kind of exponential curves, and we know that not all exponential curves just goes on forever. It will it's like a sigmoidal, uh, but they tapers off. But there's a lot of exponential curves, and they all are interfacing with one another and they're creating more exponential curves. So this could be here for a long time. It's, it's, so what, and that's why the last, I think it's the last, second last chapter, I'm talking about 21st century skills, competencies and jobs for a human-centric AI-driven workplace. And so we, have, we are the humans that's shaping, we've created all this kind of technology and stuff. So it's our responsibility to make sure that we upskill ourselves to adapt. So. Even if we say we need to slow things down if we are not ready from a mature, so, so, but, but I'm not sure it is like a runaway train. So it's either you step up or you're going to lo lose out. And, and, and unfortunately, for, for we, we just created this thing, so we, we have to deal with it. Um, unfortunately, we can, and, and, uh, but we just need to, we need to make time also to think, to, to, to value, to go slow as well. 
Um, and even if we can use technology to help us go slow as humans, even if the AI driven stuff is working at a fast pace and stuff, as humans, we need to say, what does it mean to be human? And um, how can we live meaningful lives, with build character and, and feel we build good families and good communities? Because if you've got that right, then, that, then obviously that's gonna help. So, um, uh, so, so, but you can see it touches on so many, the fabric of civilization and humanity. So it's, it, it, we need different stakeholders. You can't just, I can't just hear on my own, write a book, thank you, making contribution, and then hope that would solve everything. Uh, that's why, as you look at Pre uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa, he's got an important role to play. We've got guys like uh, Professor Tzilitsi Marwala. I just love everyone that's trying to move us in the right direction. Um, what you want, what you're doing, what, and obviously, <laughs> sincerely, what you are doing, everything is making a contribution. And as long as we can get to practical steps where we can really show tangible results. And, and that's why I think we need to get it right in cities, in towns, show how it could be done. And it's like a, maybe a, 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 a two-pronged type of strategy. You have got to have a top-down strategy from a government perspective and, and regional perspective, but then there's a bottom-up as well. And we, we need to empower citizens um, to deal with this in an appropriate way. I would put so much focus and money. That's why educating people to deal with the fourth industrial revolution with the smart technology era, I think it's hugely important. And we can use AI. So we are creating, so we're making our little contribution from a business side, where we say, we, let's help people just with their mental health and overall wellness and even financial wellness, how they can um, be better equipped. And we, we've got AI agents that is supporting people. So 24 seven. And we also have a vehicle to connect to specialists where you can go to a helpline. If, if you've got, say, a teenager that's struggling and stuff, and, and, and we know about suicides and people, everybody's struggling, and, and there's some other problems that comes to the plate. Obviously, if you think about social media, information overload, not only that, but also, um, I think there's some good and bad with that. How do we alleviate the bad? Can we have an agent that protect us from manipulation, for instance? In the book, I talk about the psychological manipulation vectors and all sorts of different things where you can see our social media, even Facebook, how these kind of companies are driving their agenda, or at least from a business side, and, and is it beneficial for society? So there's so many layers and so many things to unpack, and not everything that the social media giants are doing is bad. There's some good stuff and bad stuff, and they're also trying to figure things out. I'm sure they... But there's a bit there's a business as well. So, but as long as we steer in the right direction. But anyway, so <laughs> I hope I, I think I've answered uh, your question. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, it's very important that we democratize artificial intelligence. Um, it's it's a must-read book. Um, you know, if you want to participate in this um, era of digital transformation or this smart technology era as uh, Jacques termed uh, it. So thank you so much. Um, it's, um, we're continuing with these technologies um, discussions on artificial intelligence. Um, let's, let's, let's meet again next week and discuss um, and, and hear more about this. The more we understand, the more we dispel all the fears and misconceptions around these technologies, and the more confident we face the future and change our lives. Jacques talk, talk about, I mean, talks about, uh, you know, 
better futures. And that's, the, that's what we're thriving for. Let's all thrive for that. Thank you so much. And thank you, um, Johan, as well. We, we really appreciate, um, we, we, we're grateful. And there's, I think there's a lot of things that we, we yet to discuss uh, when it comes to the architecture. But thank you so much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks very much, Johan and Zendele. It's great to talk to you guys. I'm looking forward to any future discussions. Um, there's so much to unpack. And uh, yeah, fantastic. Thanks for all the great work that you guys are doing. Thank you.